Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Soundprints for the week of June 18, 2017. LEK Consulting is conducting market research on inherited retinal diseases. These are eye conditions such as retinitis pigmentosa. They are looking to talk with patients or caregivers and are offering $100 for a 45-minute interview. If you're interested and above 18 years of age, please contact John Comerci, C-O-M-E-R-C-I, by email at j.comerci at lek.com or by phone at 617-951-951. 9619. Would you like to buy groceries or household products in bulk, but you don't want to have to pay membership fees to those big box discount clubs? Is it just too inconvenient to find transportation and someone to shop at you at those big discount places? One solution can be Amazon. They have all kinds of grocery and household items, and your order just comes right to your door. But there's another service available also. Boxed.com. Their website seems to be accessible, although I must admit I have just browsed for items and haven't placed an order as of yet. But they do have free delivery, there's no membership fee, and some of their prices are discounted significantly from the normal retail cost. Check them out at Boxed.com. B as in boy, B-O-X-E-D.com. Maybe it's right for you. You just never know what is going to happen at a GLCB roundabout. This week, Joe Hodge from the American Printing House for the Blind spent about an hour discussing and demonstrating the new Orbit Reader 20, the low-cost Braille display that will make its debut very soon. We've been hearing about it for a long time, and it's almost here. Priced at $449, it promises to bring electronic Braille to many people, both adults and children, who could not afford such devices in the past. Discover what the Orbit will and won't do on page 2. Todd Stevens is the NFB coordinator for Newsline in Kentucky. He and his wife, the former Laura Felty, were visiting in town this weekend with Bill and Debbie Dethridge, and the four of them stopped by Roundabout to get a look at the Orbit Reader. While Todd was there, we couldn't pass up the opportunity to ask him to take a few minutes to bring us up to date on Newsline and introduce some of the Roundabout participants to its features. Listen in to Todd's presentation on page 3, and thanks, Todd, for updating us Uh, just on a moment's notice. Designer clothes sewn by a blind seamstress? Really? All those delicate fabrics, ruffles, and details? 
I've known several blind people who were excellent seamstresses, including my mother. So I was especially interested in the first article on page 4. What great news from the Dallas Lighthouse for the Blind. They are sewing designer clothes for an American designer. Be sure and catch the article. Also on page 4, we bring you news of two legislative successes. First, in Texas, through the efforts of a coalition including our sister affiliate, the ACB of Texas, a state study of the services needed by older blind Texans will take place. And in Tennessee, the Tennessee Council of the Blind has been successful in obtaining passage of a state law requiring the use of contrasting color striping on steps in new and renovated state buildings. Read the details on page 4. And on page 5 is the Sound Prince calendar. Page 2. Hey, if I can have your attention, please. Joe Hodge is here, and we are so glad to be with us today. Joe, we're glad you're here, but we're even more glad that you brought us forward. Joe, as some of you know, um, came to Louisville to, and worked for Humana, where Natalie works for quite some time, but he's now with APH. And so we're really glad you're there, Joe, and I think you're glad you're there, too. And um, so with that, just, just talk to us about this and tell us a couple of updates, and then let's give some time for people to actually get a look at the Orbit, see what it looks like and how it works. Thanks. All right, so the Orbit Reader is a uh, Braille refreshable display. Um, so basically it's a 20 cell, uh, 20, you can get 20 characters of Braille on a line and you would, you would get a, it refreshes. So I'll, I'll put the microphone down by it so you can kind of get an idea what it sounds like real quick. That might not be loud enough, but. So basically the core functions of the Braille uh, Orbit Reader is it has an editor, it has a reader, and it also has a remote mode which you can connect via Bluetooth or USB to a computer. Um, and so how basically it would work is um, it, uh, there are other uh, Braille units out there now. Uh, you know, like you have a Braille Note or uh, Braille Sense. Uh, those cost around $5,000. And they have, uh, they're very, you know, you can do a lot of things. They have web browsers built into them. This is not that exactly. Um, this does have a simple note taker. There's no spell checker. Uh, you can copy and cut text. You can um, write a quick note. So I actually have a note on here that says, I'm happy to join you guys today at Roundabout. And um, so you can actually just, you can see that, you can move it up and down, and then I can also edit that if I wanted. Um, then it, uh, it's also connected to my iPhone. So um, when, and I'll, uh, we're gonna have everybody come around, but I'll show you. Um, so if I got a text message right now, what would happen is it would actually pop up on the Braille display uh, where I could read the text message in Braille. Uh, and then I could also then respond to the text message. There's a six dot Braille keyboard, uh, and then also uh, a enter and backspace. Uh, so you can also type in computer Braille if you'd like. Uh, and you can uh, type in uh, a text message and send it, and then return back to local mode and start, you know, keep reading a book. Uh, you can you can put books on here. There's a, so when the units go out, they will ship with a power cable and plug, and an SD card. On the SD card will have 
a user manual uh, and a quick start guide and then you will get the ability to uh, use that SD card. It's a 16 gig SD card, I believe is what they're gonna ship with. And you can put Bookshare books on there, uh, Bard Braille books. Um, now there is no speech, so it's simply a Braille reader. Uh, so there's no voice on this thing at all. Um, and, you know, I've used it, uh, before I went to APH, my background is I've used uh, Braille and Speak 640 uh, back in the day, uh, a Braille Note, and a Braille Sense. Um, I didn't really know what to expect when, they, when I heard that there was going to be a Braille display coming out for $449. That's the price. Uh, when I got to APH, I uh, started playing with it, and I'm, I'm amazed at the, the level of uh, Braille that, number one, the quality of Braille. Uh, it feels good on, with my fingers. Um, it, there's really no difference in the Braille quality between it and the Braille note, in my opinion. Um, and I think that it's a very solid product and it's, 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 it's exciting because um, I can't afford a Braille note. You know, I would, I would love to have Braille that I could read on my couch um, that wasn't paper Braille. Um, I, I would love to be able to download books and stuff and the Orbit Reader makes that, that dream come true. Uh, and then also for, for kids in school, you know, my parents, we went through the Lions Club and I was able to get my technology when I was a kid. So uh, I think this will make it more affordable for more people to get Braille and enjoy Braille. Um, it, it, it can type as fast as you type. Uh, on the Braille display when you buy it, it comes with default English. Um, you can, there's no uh, translator. Uh, so what you type is what you get. So if you want to type in grade one, you can do so. If you want to type in grade two, you can do that. Um, you can also then take your files and move them over to a computer um, and read them. And now, of course, if you're doing that, you'll have to use grade one or computer braille or use something like Cinder Braille and, and translate it. Um, and that Cinder Braille is actually a, a braille program that APH offers that you can transfer. Um, uh, you can basically take files and you know, send them to a braille format. Uh, or you can translate them back to a print format. So it works both ways. Um, so it's very, um, it's a very nice unit. Um, it probably weighs under, I would say a pound. Um, it, it, it will not come with a case or you can buy a case extra for, I think it's 40 bucks. Um, and when you buy the unit, you will get a year free warranty. So uh, if you have any problems, uh, you will ship them to Orbit, and they will they will actually fix it. Um, one thing that I found fascinating when I started working on this unit is there's actually more moving parts in this Braille display than in a car. Um, because under every pin is a motor, uh, so you have 20 cells of Braille, um, and you have the pins that are controlled by the motors, and they pop them up. Um, and so... One reason we've gone delay after delay after delay is, uh, as Larry, uh, my boss, always tells me, if uh, creating a product like this, if it was easy, it had been done before. <laughs> so we've hit a lot of different roadblocks and a lot of, uh, there could be a good book written on the Orbit uh, 
issues as far as uh, the factory that built them is in India and they had a flood and you know uh, just a hurricane and all these that mudslide and they lost part of fire <laughs> pretty much every natural disaster um, so uh, but the good news is we're getting really close um, we're just building up we're just building up stock now so um, I would say very soon um, and did, uh, does anybody have any kind of brief any, any kind of questions? I mean, I kind of skimmed over everything. But. Hey, Joe. Mm -hmm. uh, Kathy Arnold here. Um, my question is, well, I, have, I have several, but um, is there a find command where if you want to fi find a certain part of a file or... Um, there know? actually, there is. Okay. Hi, Kathy. Yeah, so in the, um, that's actually a good question. So in the editor and the reader, uh, there's two different types of options. You have a find command where you can um, type in a word. So say you want to look for the word uh, two, like T-W-O. Uh, you, you can hit F with space um, and type in T-W-O and press enter and it will find the first occurrence. If you want to continue looking for those, you can hit dot eight and the right arrow and it will actually go and go forward and you can hit dot eight and left arrow and go backwards. So you can keep continue looking for occurrences of that word. Um, so there's there's that feature. There's also a what's called a power move uh, feature, which jumps by percentage uh, of a document. So um, you can you can do the command and go uh, to like twenty eight percent and it'll go to fifty percent. Uh, so it's um, and you can go forward and back. Okay. Another question. I have some. Okay, Deanna, I'm bringing you a mic. Want me to pass? I think. Where are you? I'm up here. Oh, wait. Trying not to walk around on dogs. Okay, good. Here we are. I have. Okay, two questions. First, does um, does the orbit reader have a one hand mode? It does not. Okay. And that's okay, but it'd be nice. It's, it's talked about for version two. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but uh, that's okay. between us. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I think it's a really good feature for other for people who. I mean, I've always had. I've usually had a student who was using our one-handed braille writer when we when we ha had one, and they used the one-hand uh, stuff on the technology. So yeah. I, I hope that that's in, does it have a calculator. There is no calculator. Okay. Um, it, it actually doesn't have a clock in it, which is something I miss. Um, okay. I wish it had a There's no calendar either. Okay. Um, so. Well, it's okay to leave that stuff out. Yeah, yeah, it's just, I, I do miss that stuff. But um, it's, it, you know, basically think uh, uh, basic, you know, it was meant to be a reader first and they kind of put the editor in True. as a extra step. Um, so at this point it's basic. Now I did, I did mention one thing I wanted to talk about real briefly. It is updatable. So uh, I mentioned 2.0. Um, we are going to ship with a version uh, 26 um, and that doesn't really mean anything but it, it is updatable uh, through Windows. So if you have a Windows computer you'll be able to download the software and uh, do the install yourself and you know, I imagine they'll fix bugs, they'll fix errors, and then we're going to also add things along the way. Okay, another question? Yes, I have two. Okay, hold on, Bill. 
I don't want to step on Miso's tail. No. Okay, Bill. Right here. Okay, um, you, you said that um, we would be able to do um, BARD BRF files, am I correct, the BARD? Yeah, it, it, it can do BRF or BRL, yeah. Okay, and will I be able to uh, Bluetooth it to my icon? You can, yes. You can actually read a, uh, so you could actually use the BARD player uh, download a Braille book through Bard's. They actually let you download Braille books on the iPhone. You can't read it if you don't have a Braille display, but you can download the book and then read it. There won't be any speech, but you can read it in Braille. Or, or by the computer. Correct. And I could download a book real quick and, and demonstrate that for you when you come by if you want. Okay. Another question? Anybody? That's Joey. Joey has a question. Joey, I've got one. Oh, Joey has one? Yeah. Okay. Here's the mic, Joey. Coming over to you, right here. Um, if you decide you want to use this with more than just one uh, device, like with, for example, an iPhone or an iPad or two iPhones that uh, uh, two different people use, would the system be able to remember those or connect with those rather easily or would you have to connect each one each time you use the device? It actually does remember. Um, so on the iPhone in particular um, you have a braille option and you would save the Orbit 20 and it has a, the last two digits of your serial number that it shows. Uh, so let's say you connect it to your iPhone and iPad uh, or you know multiple iPhones and iPads. How it will work is whichever one wakes up will be the one that you see on the display. Uh, now, if you're running on both at the very same time, I'm not exactly sure how that would handle itself. Uh, it would probably, it's going to probably stay with the iPhone more than likely. Well, the brown note does whichever one's the closest to it. Yeah, it's probably going to use the proximity. So if the iPad is 60 feet away, it's a less, it's a less signal. So I actually, I actually use it right now with NVDA Bluetooth and my iPhone. Um, and how it works is if NVDA is sending something currently will not switch. If the iPhone sends something and it's not doing anything, it's just sort of sitting there, uh, then it will let the iPhone take over. Okay, other questions? Kathy again. Kathy again. As far as the, the battery, do you know how, well, I have a couple, several questions about the battery. Um, first of all, if you need a new battery, do you have to ship it back to get the battery changed or can you actually, you know, buy a battery and put it in yourself or, uh, and, and also how long does the charge hold or, you know, when you're, when you're using the battery? It kind of depends on what you're doing. So like uh, if you're using uh, USB, for example, you're charging your, you know, it actually get a little charge through your computer uh, or, you know, so it depends on what kind of connections you're using. Uh, but if you're not using USB and you're just using Bluetooth and, and uh, the normal display, I would say probably three days of use. If you're using USB, which I tend to do a lot because I'm updating or uh, doing different things with NVDA uh, at times as well, um, I, I've actually not really had it go low often. I do run it down occasionally just to, just to keep it honest. Um, and you know. Um, I've gone a whole week before using it just normally, you know, like taking it home, typing on it, 
you know so the battery is really in my opinion very good um, you know the the if you're going to be using like two or three bluetooth devices at one time you know that's going to drain your battery quicker of course but you know if you're just taking notes or you know letting it you know sit on it'll it'll normal use they're saying is three days so but i've gotten actually better than that um as, fa as far as taking the battery out it is there's two screws that hold the battery in it is take uh you pop the screws out the lid will come off you can unplug it uh aph will be selling batteries um and so you'll be able to get extra batteries as well Okay. Any other questions? You said it comes with a case. No, it, no, it does not. It, come it does come with a case, but you can buy one. You can I, buy one through order. I usually have to stand up a lot to use one because I use it in church a lot. The Braille. You can, you can buy one for forty dollars. You said. I mean. So on the actual orbit um, itself, actually, that's a good question. There is a, there are two little holes that you can actually attach like a lanyard to. Um, so uh, on the, I'll, and I'll show you when you come around. On the front of the device, on both sides, there's sort of like a key ring type hole, uh, and they, you can actually attach a lanyard to it. Okay. If there's not any more real pressing questions. I'd like to begin letting people come and take a look at this. Uh, anybody want to touch this blue, this orbit? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I thought so. APH's Draftsman Tactile Drawing Board lets you create instant raised line drawings using the included special film with a ballpoint pen or stylus. Produce maps for improving orientation and mobility skills. Practice handwriting, demonstrate math, science, or geography concepts, even make your own art. For draftsmen, call the American Printing House for the Blind toll-free, 800-223-1839, or visit shop.aph.org. APH offers a growing collection of accessible mobile apps, and some are free. These apps feature content such as mathematics practice, braille practice, enhanced navigation, and fun stickers for messages. Some apps are designed for iOS, while others are compatible with Android. Learn more about mobile apps from the American Printing House for the Blind at www.aph.org slash products slash mobile hyphen apps. Page three. Okay, if I could have your attention, um, the group that's with, over with Joe now, if you all want to continue looking at the orbit, uh, that's fine. Um, but also, uh, Todd, Todd Stevens is um, the Newsline Coordinator in Kentucky, and since he just happened to stop by, we don't believe in letting any resource go untapped. So, Todd, we would love to have you tell us what's new on Newsline, if you don't mind. Good evening, everyone. How's everybody doing? Who, who is uh, not familiar with Newsline? Uh, just give me a, a, a just let me yell out. Everybody, everybody uses it. Uh huh. Uh, the the Newsline service is, is through the National Federation of the Blind. It's a project that's managed by the National Federation of the Blind of Kentucky. Well, Newsline is an audio reading service for people who are print impaired. Um, it was originally designed in uh, 1995 
for uh, the blind population. And um, it's evolved into a audio reading service for people who have other disabilities, those who are um, cognitively impaired can use the service as well, and uh, those with fine motor skill impairment. So it's kind of got a universal design. It can appeal to a greater number of people. So um, the, uh, the service is available uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and uh, we've got about five new publications. And a total of uh, 426 total publications, 53 being magazines and the rest being uh, newspapers uh, that are uh, state, um, national, um, and, and international papers. We've got several international uh, publications. We actually have the uh, China Daily, the Japan Times, the uh, New Zealand Herald, uh, the um, yeah, the Jerusalem Post, we've got the Forward, the Montreal Gazette, um, uh, just, just a plethora of information. And the good thing about this service is that you don't need uh, internet uh, to use it. So uh, many of us have internet, but you don't have to be techie to use it. You can just, if you've got a touchtone telephone, you can access the service that way and um, read just about anything you want. The other good thing about Newsline is it's uh, current information, so uh, you can keep up what's going on, uh, not only um, in the world, but also uh, we uh, strive to post community activities for those that give us that information so you can find out what's going on in your community. Um, any any questions so far? The telephone number to call into the service? Uh, it, that depends on what calling area. We've got local call-in numbers for people to, uh, it, that depends on your local call-in area. Louisville's got several, Lexington's got some. Uh, so we've got some 859-502-270. Um, and I believe just one 606 area code. But if you if you don't have um, a local call-in number uh, and you don't have uh, free long distance, we have a toll-free number that you can use, and that is 888-882-1629. Any, anybody else have any other questions? Should they get in touch with you or someone to register or sign up for it? Yes, uh, you know, I should have, I failed to introduce, but I, I am the state coordinator, so if you are interested in uh, signing up for Newsline, uh, you should give me a call um, and uh, let me just give you, um, Carl, I'll give you this information and, and you can pass it on, but I'll, uh, I'll give you my, I'll leave you my phone number as well as my email address, but so you can reach me at Todd at nfboofky.org. And you do not have to join the National Federation of the Blind to subscribe to the service. So anybody, it's available to anyone in the state that has a print impairment, it is absolutely free. And uh, if you're interested in the service, um, 
please give me a call. There are three ways to access the service. I mentioned the touchdown telephone. Uh, another way that you can access the service is online, and that's, um, that's at www.nfbnewslineonline.org. Uh, the other way is we've got an iOS app uh, that you can use, and that's, um, it's very popular. Uh, it doesn't provide uh, the, all of the information that the phone service does but it provides about 90% of what the phone service does. So that's a way that you can access the service as well. Yes, you would go into the app store. Uh, the other, uh, the other one of the most popular features is your telephone, your uh, TV listings. Um, you know, you can find out what's, what's on the tube. Uh, and they give you uh, detailed, the, the service gives you detailed uh, information on what, uh, what, what was on, what is on, and what will be on. Uh, and it's direct TV, um, cable, uh, if you've got, uh, um, I'm going to let Laura speak on this. He's going to put me to work. Basically, you set that up based on how you get your TV. If you get cable, if you have satellite, dish, you actually have to do this over the touchtone phone, and then it'll walk you through and ask you where, or even if you get um, through antenna, and then you set it up, and then it'll be ready to go. And I will say for me personally, I never used the service until I got the app, and I love the app. I use the app a lot because it's just right there, and you can flick through and find the information that you need. So, so that's been that's been pretty cool for me. So what's it called? What's the app? NFB Newsline. Yeah, yeah. Be sure you when you uh, go into the app store, make sure that it's NFB Newsline because there's another Newsline app and that's not the one. Right. But in order to, you can download the app, but you can't install you cannot install it unless you have an account set up. So. You cannot, yeah, you'd have to, have, yeah, you need your codes to put into it. Well, then I want to call. Well, we need to sign you up. I bet you're signed up, Deanna. He can give you your codes. Yeah. Well, if you signed up but you haven't used it, and maybe maybe you only used it like once or twice. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's all of those are, it's retained. Then you need to call me. We're always looking to um, add, uh, you know, new publications, and most of the new things that come on the service are, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Most of the new stuff is breaking news. Um, the uh, it, NFB Newsline also will post the ACB convention. Bill wants, Bill Wright, there you go. Uh, hello, this is uh, Bill Wright. Uh, yes, Bill. I, I just wanted to uh, give a plug for the, um, for the TV guide. Um, I use it uh, at least three or four times daily. Great. What, what it does is, um, you know, you, you know if, you, if you have cable, you know, you can pick cable or if you have, um, uh, dish, or if you have direct, or if you um, have UVerse, or um, if you have antenna, or, or I think they've got about 15 different uh, types of um, television that, that you can choose from. Um, 
so so they've got everybody covered um, and uh, I really like where uh, I've got the channels that I watch all the time uh, in my favorites list and I really like just going to my favorites list and going right down through and that way I don't have to go through the whole cable uh, uh, lineup and I, I just wanted to say thank you well you're welcome we're glad that you're a subscriber uh, there are also uh, another, another one of our features is job listing so that's through career builder um, and we've also got uh, the uh, uh, government jobs uh, so that's very popular uh, one of the really neat features on the um, Newsline app is the uh, global positioning. It'll tell you exactly where you are, um, and, and the, uh, a detailed weather report. It'll, it'll, that's right in the main section of the of the app. So you could set up a favorites list. You can do a global search like you would on on Google. Um, there's just a lot of uh, neat features and. Remember, it's you know it's free. So, for those who are interested in signing up, you know I'd love to have you as a subscriber, and um, I will correspond with Carla and get you all of the contact information, and I can get you set up very quickly. It'd be less than 24 hours. Any other questions or comments, or does anybody want to share any of uh, their? Um, uh, stories of, of what they like about the service. Any other questions? All right, thank you all. Page four. This first article was posted by Kelly Gask on June 14 on the ACB leadership list and it's entitled These Gorgeous Designer Gowns are made by blind dressmakers, and it is from FastCompany.com. When fashion designer Tish Cox decided to grow her business, she found a factory where blind sewers create garments with impeccable craftsmanship. Elena Tillinghast, a 54-year-old seamstress, spends her days in a Dallas clothing factory sewing blouses and gowns for Tish Cox. Link. An up-and-coming American designer who counts Zach Pawson and Andre Leon Talley among her fans. The clothes are made from luxurious, brightly colored silks and are full of unexpected flourishes, like billowy sleeves and ruffles. Tillinghast's sense of the Cox aesthetic comes entirely through touch. She's been blind since birth. When Tillinghast was a child, her parents worried whether she would be able to make her own way in the world when she grew up. Mother thought it was her duty to make sure that I could fend for myself should I ever need to. She tells me. She taught me sewing, cooking budgeting, and nearly everything else she could think of. Tillinghast emerged a woman with the determination to live life to the fullest. And she has. After getting a degree in computer science, she worked in the call centers of telecom and internet service provider companies. She then had a stint as a massage therapist, helping people with serious physical ailments. Eight years ago, she landed at the Dallas Lighthouse for the Blind. Link. An 85-year-old nonprofit devoted to training the visually impaired and getting them jobs. Its cavernous North Texas facility is a hive of activity, where blind workers keep busy labeling, welding, filling bottles with liquid, and answering customer service questions on the phone, among other things. With the right amount of education, training, 
and assistive technology. A blind person can do just about anything a sighted person can. Lighthouse CEO Hugh McElroy says, once you wrap your head around that, things suddenly become possible. Of the 7 million Americans that are blind, 30% live below the poverty line, largely because they struggle to find jobs. Most blind people don't know what they are capable of, so the organization does a lot of outreach, trying to connect them with opportunities to earn money. In the sewing department, workers make between $9 and $20 an hour. At the lighthouse, Tillingvist's creative juices float when given a chance to do the detailed stitching for the Tishcox collection. It requires a little more mental work, she says. You're not doing the same thing for the next three hours. Tillingvist is intimately familiar with each design. Before she starts on a new style, she feels it out with her hands. Then she strategizes about all the steps it will take to create it. You have to juggle shapes in your mind, she says. You work in stages, turning sections inside out to sew, leaving spots open so you can sew them up later. It's jigsaw puzzle work. Tillingvist uses her fingers to measure exactly how wide a hem might need to be. Does it need to be a quarter or half of a fingernail wide? It has taken years for her to fine-tune these skills, starting from her childhood when her mother taught her how to sew by hand. Over time, however, sewing has become second nature. Tish Cox started working with the lighthouse a year ago. She was looking for a new factory so she could expand her production. After seven years of growing her business in Texas and building a strong following in the South, she decided it was time to expand nationally. She wanted to keep all her production in Dallas to stay on top of the manufacturing. Her husband encouraged her to check out Lighthouse. The idea of a blind dressmaker seemed like an impossible concept. Sight seemed crucial to the process of sewing clothing, especially complicated designer pieces that sell for $500 or more. But Cox saw the light, so to speak, when she visited Lighthouse's facility. As you walk into this automation area with all of these crazy sewing machines, you think, surely most of these workers can see, Cox says. Then you quickly realize that most of them can't. It was an elaborate military belt created for soldiers to carry around tools on projects that convinced Tish Cox to make her clothes at the lighthouse. Every single piece was perfect, she says. The belts had a lot of parts to them and involved a lot of detail, but they were sewed perfectly. Cox asked McElroy if the lighthouse was equipped to sew designer fashion garments. He noted that they had never attempted anything like that. But just because it's never been done before doesn't mean we can't do it. McElroy tells me. Let's just sit down and figure it out. He brought on a team of experts and designers who were able to figure out how blind people could sew these garments. He also brought in a team of sighted employees who work alongside the blind, doing tasks that require vision. Then, they were off and sewing. Cox was surprised by how quickly the lighthouse could start the project. In six days, the Dallas Lighthouse figured out how to source the fabrics and make 4,000 pieces for me, she explains. The beauty of this is that if I need to scale up production, the Lighthouse will be able to accommodate me. McElroy purchased sewing machines for the Lighthouse and brought in engineers who know how to adapt equipment for the blind and visually impaired. Safety, he says, is key. There are several guards in place to protect the sewer's fingers from the needles. There are other adaptations that are specific to sewing Tishcox garments. Markers help the user gauge distances and know which part they are working on.
Employees go through extensive training before they start working on the machines. It's not uncommon to go years without even a small injury, McElroy says. Once a person has gotten these skills down, we begin to find ways to improve on the process to make it quicker and more efficient. Tillingvist was there from day one. After a three-month course sponsored by the Lighthouse, her days have been filled with making Tishcox dresses. Right at the start, there were hiccups, as the team struggled to understand how to use the brand new technology. But after a few weeks, they were churning out beautifully crafted, impeccable garments that would appear in high-end stores and be worn by women attending fancy events. Tillingvist feels some ownership over the final product. Tishcox does not do things that look like they're off the rack, she says. She tries for a more open and freeing shade to her garments. For Cox, it was vitally important for her clothes to be well made. The first surprise, when working with the lighthouse, was seeing how impeccable the craftsmanship of the products was. But the second surprise was seeing how content the workers at the factory appear to be whenever she's stopping by for a visit. Walking through the lighthouse is a really moving experience, Cox says. These are Americans who want to work, have a real career, and be able to grow. It is the happiest workplace I've ever been to in my life. The following article comes from Larry Johnson from Texas and tells us about a piece of legislation that could impact separate services for the blind in the future. Governor Greg Abbott signs bill offering hope to thousands of visually impaired seniors in Texas. There are approximately 306,000 legally blind seniors, over age 65, in Texas, according to the U.S. American Community Survey and the Texas Data Center. Less than 2% of them, fewer than 5,000, last year received adaptive technology or independent living skills training from the designated state agency and slash or nonprofit blindness organizations. The new legislation will charge a specially formed advisory committee to undertake a duty to determine the projected growth and geographic distribution of seniors with a visual impairment in the next five to ten years and methods for improving and expanding services, including independent living services, to those seniors. It will determine potential public and private collaborators that provide services to seniors with a visual impairment, including a. Assess the current level of collaboration, b. Identify the barriers preventing a greater level of collaboration than the current level of collaboration. C. Identify the methods, additional incentives, and additional benefits the state may offer to increase collaboration, coordination, and partnerships. D. Determine the role of public and private entities that provide services to seniors who are not blind. And E. Establish methods for incentivizing private entities to provide services to seniors with a visual impairment. The advisory committee is to submit its report and recommendations to the Texas State Legislature by November 1st, 2018. This legislation was a tangible outcome of efforts by the Texas Silver-Haired Legislature, the Coalition of Texans with Disabilities and the American Council of the Blind of Texas. And this last post comes from Dan Dillon from the Tennessee Council of the Blind and tells about a legislative success that they have had in Tennessee. For the past six or seven years, the Mid-Tennessee Council of the Blind in Nashville, along with the Tennessee Council of the Blind, has been trying to get a bill passed by the Tennessee State Legislature. This bill would call on the state of Tennessee to paint the edge of stairs to the main entrances of government buildings with a contrasting paint, so that people with a visual impairment could better see each individual step. 
When a visually impaired person stands at the top of a flight of stairs and looks down, it looks like a ramp to them. This issue was brought to our attention several years ago by the Visually Impaired Support Group of Cumberland County, Tennessee, one of the chapters in the Tennessee Council of the Blind, TCB. This bill would apply to newly constructed, newly purchased and newly renovated state government buildings on or after July 1, 2017. Link. This bill does protect historical buildings. This bill only applies to state government buildings providing a public service, but this is a big step in the right direction. This bill was signed by the governor of Tennessee and is now a law. The bill numbers are HB 1381 and SB 1079. If you have any questions or if you want a copy of the bill, you can contact me at dandillon at comcast.net or 615-874-1223. The next step is to try to get a bill like this passed in other states. Dan Dillon Legislative Chair, Tennessee Council of the Blind. Page 5. The Sound Prince Calendar. June 20, Tri-State Library Users Conference Call at 8 p.m. by phone. The phone number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. The topic is an opportunity to share tips for finding free and low-cost Kindle books and how to read them on the iPhone and iPad. We'll specifically be talking about some shortcuts that you can use to control your Kindle books. June 22, Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision Support Group. 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. This is a great activity for those who have begun experiencing vision loss or who have had vision loss for several years. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, call 502-895-4598 for more information. On June 23, there will be a Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Roundabout. We'll have education and technology help from 3.30 to 5, discussion time from 5 to 6, dinner from 6 to 7, $5 per person, book club meeting during dinner, games and crafts from 7 to 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, call 502-895-4598 to sign up. June 26 is the next Guide Dog Users of Kentuckyana membership conference call, 7 p.m. by phone, Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. On June 28, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will have its peer support group meeting from 12 to 2 p.m. at the BCB office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. Call 859-259-1834. June 30 through July 7 is the 56th annual ACB Conference and Convention. ACB sparks success. There will be exhibits, workshops, tours, programs, friends, and lots of fun. At the Nugget Casino and Resort in Sparks, Reno, Nevada, Call 800-648-1177 and ask for group code GACB17 to make hotel reservations. Convention pre-registration closes on Tuesday, June 20. For more information about the convention and to pre-register, visit www.acb.org.
July 9, KCB Next Generation Meeting, 8 p.m. by conference call, 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. July 11 is the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired Meeting, 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time at the Owensboro Health Park Chapel, 1006 Ford Avenue in Owensboro. For more information, call Rick Boggess at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170. July 13 is the next support group meeting sponsored by the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision. 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. Call 502-895-4598 for more information. November 13 is also the next conference call meeting of the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind, 7 p.m. at 605-475-4700, enter code 155619. For more information, call Jerry Slusher at 859-781-7369. July 14 is a GLCB roundabout. There will be education and technology beginning at 3.30, discussion time at 5, dinner at 6, $5 per person, bingo at 7, $2 per person, and games and crafts until 10 p.m. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, 895-4598 to sign up. July 15 is a Braille for the Sighted workshop at the American Printing House for the Blind Museum. 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. This is the second of two workshops, and it gives you a chance to learn Braille basics and practice writing on a Braille slate and a Braille writer. This is a great activity for kids 6 and up. It's free, but registration is required. At the Printing House, 1839 Frankfurt Avenue in Louisville, call 502-899-2213 for more information and to register. July 16 is the KSB Alumni Board Meeting by conference call at 8 p.m. 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. July 17 is the KCB Board Meeting at 7.30 p.m. on the same conference line. July 20, there will be a KCB Convention Planning Committee Meeting at 7.30 p.m., also on the same conference line. July 21, GLCB Roundabout. The schedule will be a little different for this roundabout. Education and Technology begin at 3.30. A clinic on first aid for guide dogs and other dogs, 4.30 to 6.30. Discussion time at 5. Dinner at 6.30, per person. Games and crafts from 7.30 until 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, call 502-895-4598 to sign up. July 24, Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana will have their next membership conference call at 7 p.m. on the line at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. July 26 is the Bluegrass Council of the Blind Peer Support Group Meeting. Noon to 2 p.m. at the BCB office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. RSVP two days in advance. 
or call 859-259-1834 for information. July 27 is the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision Support Group. It will meet from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, 502-895-4598 for more information. And there will be a GLCB roundabout on July 28. It will have the Normal schedule, education and technology at 3.30, discussion at 5, dinner at 6, and games and crafts from 7 to 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, call 502-895-4598 to register. July 29 is a Bards and Storytellers event at the American Printing House for the Blind, 1 to 3 p.m. This is an afternoon of entertainment that in the past has featured popular art, folklore, and performance series that celebrates entertainment industry traditions of people with vision loss. In addition to the performance, attendees will learn about the personal events and forces that shaped each performer's career. For more information on this year's Bards and Storytellers, call the APH Museum at 899-2213. And on August 4 and 5, the Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Association will hold its 72nd Annual Alumni Conference and Reunion at the Ramada Inn North, 1041 Zorn Avenue in Louisville. More details on next week's sound prints. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.